The Hateful Eight did it. And now it's a Sweet 16. The Big 12 survived. This is Locked On Big 12. You are Locked On Big 12, your daily podcast on the Big 12 Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome into Locked On Big 12. I'm Drake Toll from ESPN Central Texas, the former host of Locked On Baylor, now transitioning into this role. When I tell you I'm excited, boy, I'm doubly excited because of the health of the Big 12 right now. There is no time like the present to unpack the, unpack the best conference in college athletics. I, I said it. And I think it, it goes so deep when you look at basketball. There's nobody close. What the SEC is to football, the Big 12 is to basketball, if not even more dramatic. And that list goes on. The Big 12 has somehow in the last two years gone from a team that so many people thought would die. They cast it off to the wayside, and now it is the strongest conference in college athletics. It has 16 teams that want to be here. And that's where I'm going to start. How wild is this. We sat in a place two years ago, and I've covered the Big 12 for about five years now, and I remember being in studio hearing hosts around the country talk about the death of the conference. Oklahoma and Texas have left, and it felt like everybody was sitting was sitting on their hands, wondering what the future of this league was, and it was bleak, to a point that I recall teams like Oklahoma State, murmurs of Oklahoma State, begging to go to the Pac-12. TCU is worried about a return to the Mountain West. Can a team like like Texas Tech sneak its way into the SEC and everybody is wondering how Bob Bowlesby, who seemed so incompetent at the time, could revive what felt like a dead conference. And now two years later, we have gone from the conversation of, oh, can the Big 12 survive to the conversation of where does the Big 12 go from here? What does rebranding look like with 16 teams? And boy, does it feel nice to see the Pac-12 gone. You've got BYU, a massive brand into this conference. You've brought in UCF with a claimed national championship. You've gone to Cincinnati that's got a college football playoff appearance. And then you have Houston, which exists and has good basketball, a Final Four recently. Then you unpack what the West is going to bring to this league. You have a a national conference, effectively a coast-to-coast league, and the addition of Colorado brings you Deion Sanders. The addition of Arizona State, brings you the little brother of Arizona. The addition of Arizona brings you a rich history in Olympic sports, brings you a rich history in basketball as well. And the addition of Colorado gives you Deion Sanders. There was a a legitimate period just two, two years ago, before Brett Yormark was here, where I remember as a Baylor student thinking, wow, we should beg our way into the Pac-12. We should beg our way out of, of the dying Big 12 that so many people wrote off immediately and try to go out west and survive in what seemed like a thriving Pac-12. And I, what I want you to remember is at that point, Baylor is on the Edmund Fitzgerald. If you don't know it, it's a famous, it's a famous ship, a big freighter that sunk in the middle of one of the Great Lakes. We're on the Edmund Fitzgerald. And as it's slowly going down, as the Big 12 is slowly going down, we are looking everywhere for life rafts. And every conference said no. But there was that one boat. There was that one boat that was only about five miles away, the Pac-12. And he thought, hmm, it would, would kind of make sense 
for a Pac-12 Big 12 merger would kind of make sense for the Pac-12 to accept the the survivors of the Edmund Fitzgerald onto a life raft to get on the boat. And you know what they said? That Edmund Fitzgerald's pretty religious. That Edmund Fitzgerald crew doesn't value education like we do. Their academics are so poor. Huh. Where did your academics get you now? If you're Stanford, you're lucky to be in the Mountain West in a couple of years. You might as well go independent at this point. If you're Cal and you're $400 million in debt, I remember that being such a powerful brand when teams like Oklahoma State or TCU were begging in to get into the Pac-12. I remember that being a powerful brand. Ah, oh, yeah, you know, I don't know if Cal is going to like it. I don't know if Cal is going to really like bringing in some of these more conservative-based schools. I don't know if they're going to like the religious affiliation of a Baylor or a TCU or allowing the Bible Belt in. They turned their nose. The Pac-12 turned its nose up at the Big 12 at brands that are now in a Power 3 conference. Florida State's going to take the money. They are, are gypped. There was, there was fraud committed by the ACC in this entire ploy to get Florida State to sign the grant of rights contract. They are going to get out of it. And when that happens, I can guarantee you, I can guarantee you the Big 12 will be a power three conference. You, I, I, don't think, I don't think that Florida State is just doing this for fun. They have intent to leave the ACC, and we're going to cover that all throughout this season. But even more so, they're leaving the ACC. Clemson's going to follow suit. Miami's going to follow suit. And who's going to win in this? Ultimately, it's the Big 12. There won't be a ton of winners. And I get this point. People are talking about, oh, I feel so bad for the student athletes. And sure, yeah, I, I, I do feel bad. The portal is so wide open. NIL is so wide open. And if you're damn good at what you do, then somebody's going to find you. There is always a D2 football player drafted in the first three rounds. Because if you're good at what you do, you can still go pro. But I guess I feel bad for the Washington State cross-country runner who won't be in the Pac-12 anymore. But what, it, what we live in in the current era of college athletics, the dog-eat-dog capitalistic world of college athletics, is less of a conference affiliation for student athletes outside of the SEC, which everybody loves to chant SEC. But outside of the SEC, there's less of a conference affiliation. Let me explain. Nobody is, is beating the door down to say, oh, yeah, I play football in the ACC. Nobody's committing to Boston College with that in mind. Nobody's committing to Rutgers to say, oh, yeah, I, I just want to play football in the Big Ten. Really, the only place you get that, I've talked to so many scouts, to so many student athletes, to so many of these, these national talking heads who say the same thing. These conferences, they don't, they don't matter that much. The allegiance to a conference for an athlete doesn't matter that much. So I, I have no solace for the Pac-12. I have no solace for a Pac-12 that told the Big 12, hey, you're not good enough. We don't want your institutions. This is not the place for you. A couple of years ago, I'm, I am in no place to forgive. Huh. I'm in no place to forgive. When Oregon State comes banging on the door of the Big 12, look, we're Noah's Ark, buddy, and we got more than 2 by 2 We got like 4 by 4 in this piece. The Ark is doubly full. And Noah, call me sacrilegious, Brett Yormark, is not letting you in. And I, all these people are eulogizing it. They're eulogizing the Pac-12. Nobody, nobody was crying over the Big 12 two years ago when it was falling apart. Nobody cried over the Southwest Conference in 1995. It's just what happens. It is just what happens in college athletics. So, oh no, I know you great big Pac-12 fan, or you're going to miss seeing Arizona play Cal. You're gonna, that was your childhood. 
sorry. Welcome to the way the world goes around. Old Yeller died. I, I can't give you much more than that. Old Yeller died. We can't bring him back. Things end. This is what happens in business. And college athletics, people are just now learning. Has always been a business. You Players can go to the transfer portal whenever they want. Schools can too. Coaches who make $5 million can go wherever they want. Schools can too. And if it makes financial sense, bring it on. It made financial sense for the four new teams. Colorado, Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah. Let's rank them. Yeah. Let's put together a ranking of those four teams. Right here on Locked On Big 12, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It is your team every day. Buddy, when I tell you I am excited about LinkedIn Talent Solutions. You know why? Because the Pac-12 is going to have to hire somebody. The Pac-12 is going to have to do something here to keep the league alive, keep their four teams alive. You know what they need to do? Hire a new commissioner. You know where they can go? Ah, LinkedIn Talent Solutions. Brother, I've been needing to hire an intern the last couple of weeks. You know, I'm taking over this Locked On Big 12 thing. I've been doing the Locked On Baylor. I'm at ESPN Central Texas. I've needed some help. I've needed some help. So I went to LinkedIn Talent Solutions, and that's where the Pac-12 should go to. You got to be 100%. You're getting the right fit. And I did. I got a great, a hell of an intern because of LinkedIn Talent Solutions. Go to the purple hashtag hiring frame. You, you put in your LinkedIn profile and you spread the word that you're hiring. There are simple tools, screening questions, make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skill set, the right experience, and you can prioritize who you want to interview and hire. Small businesses currently rank LinkedIn number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates that you want to talk to. If you need somebody for your business, if you need some help, if you need some PR help to expose or anything, advertising, sales, LinkedIn Talent Solutions. Go to linkedin.com forward slash locked on college. You can post your job for free at linkedin.com forward slash locked on college. Keep in mind the terms and conditions, they do apply. All right, let's rank them. Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, and Colorado. What is the biggest brand coming in? I don't, I don't want to go there. What's the best football team coming in? I don't know if I want to go there, but I want to give you one to four where I think these teams are going to be slotted. Where these these athletic athletic departments are going to be slotted. Number four is this is the little brother of the pack. It's Arizona State, and and they have been there has been so much buffoonery. This team had an opportunity out of the out of the Pac-12 to openly embrace the Big 12, to pull a Colorado and say, hey, we, we're first. We want to come out. They could have overtaken Arizona. They could have overtaken the flagship institution and said, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. We, want to, we want to go to the Big 12. We don't care what Arizona does. We want to go to the Big 12. Instead, it was Arizona that was leading the way and the little brother, Arizona State, that was holding things up. Basketball, not elite. Football, you just fired Hall of Famer Herm Edwards. He couldn't win there. Baseball, softball, usually good. Congratulations. Uh, you got Bob, Bobby Hurley, man. And your athletic director, your president, everybody at Arizona State has just looked silly in the last week. Do you want to be here? We've thrown you a life raft. And you know what you did? We gave you, you know what we did, Arizona State? We gave you a life raft and you popped it. Somehow or another, you didn't freeze in the water. You popped the life raft, and somehow or another, we're still saving your butt. 
They're number four. At number three, give me Arizona. I I, I like them, but I got I got I got bad news. And I'm happy that everybody's here. I am happy everybody's here, but I got bad news. Arizona and Arizona State have combined for two, one apiece, New Year's Six Bowls. Arizona, Arizona State have been to one New Year's Six Bowl apiece. I went to Baylor from 2019 to 2023. Two New Year's Six Bowls for the Baylor Bears in my four years in college. Two in the history of these athletic departments. Arizona football is is just not that historic. A lot of holiday bowls, a lot of sun bowls. That's great. Not insane. This is not going to really be an anchor for the Big 12. You're at number three. Great, outstanding basketball. Football pushes the needle. I like Jed Fish. I think he wins. I think Arizona belongs in the Big 12. They're the culture fit everybody talked about. I'm excited to have you. However, you don't have a ton of football history when you're compared to some of the teams that are already in the Big 12 and when you're compared to some of these new teams that came in. Number two, a national champion, Colorado. And this would have been a very different sentiment a few, uh, even a year ago, would have been a very different sentiment. Colorado has been a a bottom dweller in the Pac-12 for a little bit in football. Colorado's basketball is not great. Nobody's really showing up. Nobody's really watching it. The rest of your Colorado sports, um, nothing comes to mind from a national standpoint of going, oh, shoot, yeah, Colorado's dominant in X, Y, and Z, right? I think the University of Arkansas is really good at track and field. Uh, Oregon, the same. Texas is really good at swimming. Everybody's got that weird little niche. Stanford is great at things that people don't really care about. Um, and for Colorado, it's like, where is that Where is that niche? I don't know if it's nationally recognized. However, what has completely changed for the school, Deion Sanders. One name came into Boulder overnight and pretty much turned everything upside down. To me, for the better, because he merged competitive spirit with public public relations, he made Colorado's brand big in one day. Uh, and for example, I was watching the ESPN has their preview to to college football this year, their little promo they'd run, and they show highlights, you know, from the big moments at big stadiums. Three of the highlights in this minute and a half long clip were just Deion Sanders' face. He is that big already in college athletics coming from Jackson State. Do I think Colorado is going to win more than four games next year? Hmm. Maybe not. But they carry a massive brand into the Big 12. because, And they don't even really carry the Denver market, which is another reason that Arizona, Arizona State are lower for me is because people are like, oh, the Phoenix market. You mean the market that already has the Suns? You've got the Diamondbacks in Arizona. You've got the Cardinals. You're competing. You're, you're not the biggest show in town. Colorado, not the biggest show in town. The Nuggets are right there. Boulder is so close to Denver that it's tough to say that Colorado carries the Denver market. I don't know if they will, but put them at two because I like Deion Sanders a lot. And they have a national championship in football in the last, what, 30 years. And they're going to be, they're going to be solid from a brand standpoint, which is what makes the money. And the number one, and brother, it's a reluctant number one, but it has to be. It has to be Utah. They are the number one team, the number one team coming into the new Big 12. And I'm telling you it's reluctant because their fans have been so insufferable. It's the same deal. We, we cast out, the Big 12 cast out a lifeboat for Utah, and Utah saw that BYU was driving the lifeboat and said, not getting in it. The Titanic is actively sinking. They're actively sinking, and we are giving Utah a lifeboat. And they said no for so long, and their fans were so insufferable 
insufferable about it. A year ago, would have been pumped to have Utah in the Big 12. But they seemed so anti-Big 12. They seem to want to pick a fight with everybody. UCF, the most aggressive Twitter fan base, has somehow in this whole deal looked pretty good because Utah stole their spot. Brother, what? Look, I'm, I like this whole Big 12 thing. This locked on Big 12 thing. I'm going to host it for a while. But I'm going to need Utah fans to kind of get over the hump here. We're excited to have you. You're going to have to be excited to, to be here. You're going to have to willingly get into the lifeboat and be okay that BYU is in this conference. Damn good football. They are. Won a Rose Bowl. They go to New Year's Six Bowls. They are the best football team in the Pac-12, even with UCLA and USC there, despite those brands not being great. Utah was good. Whittingham is good. Utah is objectively, objectively, the number one team coming into the conference out of these four. I, I really believe that because, uh, because they've done so. What have you done for me lately? A lot. And I, I, your fan base has ticked me off. It's ticked a lot of us off. But gosh dang it, you win. I'm happy to have you, Utah. But are they the biggest brand in the Big, in the big 12 overall now? We got 16 teams. One team has to be the bell cow. There has to be a new Texas and Oklahoma. Somebody has to step up and say, okay, I am that guy. Who is the biggest brand in the Big 12? Hmm, find out on Locked On Big 12, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Oh, well, if we break down all 16 of these teams, there are some huge, huge logos, right? Texas Tech is West Texas. You've got TCU who went to the national championship last year. You're bringing in UCF who has a claimed national championship, Cincinnati, a college football playoff. You've got now Arizona, Arizona State who are good at Olympic sports, I guess. Colorado has Deion Sanders. And man, Utah's winning Rose Bowls. Utah is at the forefront of college athletics for better or worse for me. But none of them, none of them can match BYU. BYU is the biggest brand in the Big 12. Out of these 16 teams, they're one of the newbies. You know, BYU's only been in the Big 12 for like a month and five days. But they are already the biggest brand in this league. Baylor's been to a couple Sugar Bowls the last few years and been very competitive in them. And, and again, you know, I, I mentioned team like Oklahoma State, who's won a Fiesta Bowl and been on the cusp of college football playoff. There are some really good schools in here. But it's BYU, man. Even after a disappointing year in football last year, even after losing to Utah for nine straight years from 2010 to 2019, BYU still has somehow, they've lost Utah a lot in their history, but BYU has still somehow not relinquished the title of the flagship school of Utah. Utah is in the is in Salt Lake City, is in the premier city. Utah is is apex, right? It, sh it should be. It is the, the state's called Utah, the school's called Utah. Typically a good sign of you being the most dominant school in your state. But it, it is Louisiana syndrome. What's the biggest show in Louisiana? It's not the Saints. It's not the Saints. It is not the Pelicans. It is the Louisiana State, the LSU Tigers. And they're not, there's a whole Louisiana, there's a whole school called Louisiana. It's Louisiana syndrome. For Utah, they're, they're called Utah. But BYU, Brigham Young University, which is, it's the most, I would say, religious school of the, of the Power Five. For, what do we call that now? 
It's the most religious school in that bunch and has the most rabid fan base, the most rabidly kind fan base, the most passionate group of fans in America. BYU puts on a great show at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. BYU has a fan base that stretches across the world. If BYU played a game in Charleston, South Carolina, it would be filled with BYU fans. If they did the same thing in Chicago, filled with BYU fans, it's, it's, it's like a service academy. Wherever Army and Navy go, there are plenty of people who are in the Army, plenty of people who are in the Navy who show up to that game. No matter who they're playing, they show up on the road. BYU is the same way. They will pack out your stadium. And then just when you think, I want to hate them, I want to hate BYU, they're the nicest people in the world. You can't hate them. No matter how hard you try, I don't know how Utah does it. You can't hate them. Look, Utah's great. Utah's been winning a lot of games, more games than BYU. But the way that this BYU fan base is spread so far and wide, the way they carry the BYU brand, the way that they make BYU the flagship school in a state that already has a Utah is unbelievable. I love Kalani Sataki. And I, I love what BYU stands for. And I truly believe, I truly believe that that institution is going to thrive in the new Big 12 in more than just football because of a, a commitment, the same that Baylor has, a commitment to something deeper than just athletics. That keeps BYU as one of the more prominent. And, and you look at it too, you know, if you... Anybody go out there and just tweet, I love BYU, and see the way the fan base wraps its arms around you. When people latch on to BYU, they're not, they're not a rabid fan base that's going to eat you alive. They're a rabidly kind group of people who will welcome you into the fold. And I don't think there's another brand like that in the Big 12. Moreover, what they do, along with Utah, is keep one of the top 10 rivalries in college athletics in this conference, the Big 12 is strapped for rivalries. There is not another top 15, top 20 rivalry in this league. It's BYU, Utah, and then maybe, maybe Baylor and TCU. Nobody cares about Kansas, Kansas State. I don't think I don't think they care. What else? Arizona, Arizona State. Nobody really cares about that. Rivalry, rivalry week comes around. There's the Auburn, Alabama. Weeks before that, there's Texas, Oklahoma. You're talking about some major games, Army, Navy, Michigan, Ohio State, that just don't, those major games don't feature the Big 12, except for Utah, BYU. It's something that I would name a top 15 rivalry in college football. The fact that those two brands are in it make them prominent brands in the Big 12. You need rivalries. You need entertainment value to put butts in seats. BYU is a big part of that. Can they keep it competitive? They didn't for a while. They lost nine straight. So please don't do that again. But you're the biggest brand here. How would you steward it? Will you lose and suck at football, or will you surprise people this next year? I don't know. I don't know. What I do know is that I'm happy to be here, man. Ha! Ah, I've covered the Big 12 for five years. I've been with Locked On for a year and a half. Love this company. Um, and I'm, I'm, just, I'm just blessed to be here. I'm just happy to be um, with this show, repping the Big 12. So I, I'm... I'm going to get along with a lot of you. Some of you are going to hate me. I get it. Uh, I, I, some, some of these fan bases have just been so cocky early on, and I don't know if we're always going to get along, but, man, I'm sure I'm going to be passionate about it. I love the Big 12. I love this opportunity. 
and come back tomorrow because we got a whole lot of expansion stuff going on. Oh, man, who's next? If Florida State goes down, with the Big 12 go to 18, 20? What happens to Oregon State, Washington State? So much to talk about. Unlocked on. Thank you for making it your first listen every single day. It's a threat. Big 12.